0: Hey, Cambo here. Uh, So this bonus episode, unfortunately, had to be recorded remotely because we're here in Melbourne, Australia at the moment. Uh, The only reason I bring this up is uh, there's a little bit of the audio that has a a crackle to it. Don't worry, it's very faint and very infrequent. In fact, the only reason I bring it up is just in case you're listening on a pair of headphones, I don't want you to think anything's wrong with your headphones, Uh, but it's a fun episode, so enjoy. Hello and welcome to Cancelled Movie Report, the documentary podcast series that talks about the best movies that Hollywood never made. My name is Michael Campbell and I will be your host, but you can call me Cambo. And joining me as always for this special wrap-up episode is actor and comedian, Mr. Eden Porter.
1: Thank you very much for having me, Cambo.
0: Thank you for joining us again. Where the People thought they were rid of us, didn't they? But we're back for a recap episode.
1: Just when you thought it was safe to go back onto your podcast
0: <laughs> downloader.
1: We come back at you, Cambo, again for a little bit more, a little
0: bit more, a little bit more spice, a little bit more. You know, that's what people are asking for, mate. And, you know, I say welcome back. Maybe this is someone's first episode. We don't recommend it. But, hey, you know, you consume this podcast anyways that you see a fit. But what we're going to do, I thought would take us through a bit of a recap here. We're going to talk about each movie that we covered this season, uh, little tidbits that have come up since we recorded them, uh, questions that you guys have written into us that you wanted answers and just anything along the way that we thought was interesting and noteworthy that didn't make it in the full episode. Then we're going to have a bit of fun, give away a couple of awards to the people that helped us out and talk about what's coming up in season three of the show. It's It's Jam-packed-y. is
1: jam-packed, Cambo. We better get started. Let's get straight to it.
0: Okay, so we kicked off the season with our most requested movie, Superman Lives. This is the one that had our most requests coming through after season one. And it actually seems to be one of the episodes that people were... Most sad about not happening. the The reception of Superman Live was quite positive. Yeah, everyone seemed to really get
1: around it, and and they I think they really got like the idea of um, of sort of a Tim Burton style like a Superman film. Uh, of course, it's like written by Kevin Smith, but I think Tim Burton. If this had gone ahead, and a couple of mentioned, people mentioned this, if this has gone ahead. Could we be living in a world? where we have a Tim Burton-style Justice League movie. That Tim Burton, <laughs> we could have had the D, the DCBU, Cambo, the DC Burton, <laughs> Burton universe.
0: universe. <laughs> so, well, he, here's the thing. So we've reached out to people that listen to this show. Uh, and, in fact, let's say a big greeting to all the people that have jumped on board Season 2. We have seen a little spike in their listenership in Season yes. 2. Yes. And I've been running polls all season through our Instagram and our Instagram stories. Uh, asking people for some questions about movies, but also just asking them what they thought of movies. And for every movie, I've either either got them to complete the sentence, this film would have been dot, 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 or is this film good, yes or no? So I put up a poll for Superman Lives. It said Superman Lives would have been dot, 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 and (laughs) you can vote good or bad. Yeah. What do you think the the poll came out to be, good or bad?
1: Okay, I I think... I, I think overall it would
0: have been good. Yep,
1: I think you are correct. I th- and I. The question, yes. the,
0: the question is, how, how, like, what percentage of people thought the Superman Lives would I, have been good?
1: I, I'm, I'm actually leading because of the casting and and, and everyone that was going to be in it. I reckon I'm sitting around the seventy percent mark. I'm going to guess seventy percent said good.
0: You're incredibly close. Oh yeah. Seventy-three percent of our listeners yes. think Superman lives would have been good. Oh, 27% think it still would have been bad. Mate, I know our listeners. I know them. <laughs> They're me. Yeah. So <laughs> here's the thing. We uh we we did put out a thing saying, does anyone have any thoughts or questions about this? And we've got a couple of them here. So um, I'm gonna start out here with uh Jacob Show453 says that he thinks it would have been a fun watch. I don't think you can argue that. Nick Cage no, as Superman. Fun even in the most boring plot in the world, which this wasn't, would have been fun to watch, let yep. alone if he's fighting Christopher Walken as Brainiac. Like that's a that's a absolute no-brainer. Huge. It, that would have been fun. Uh, we do also have Danny Quaker uh, said, uh, his, his question was, is John Peters the worst? <laughs> and the answer <laughs> there
1: is, yes, he is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it certainly seems that way, doesn't it? it? It does seem like he is the driving force, but behind this not happening. Yeah. Pretty much. Like, he drove this into the ground with his absolute just arsenine weird requests. Well,
1: Camo, just wait wait for the uh, Wild Wild West uh, supporters to come and uh, bomb our DMs with uh, complaints. No, he's actually a genius.
0: Okay, so there's a really interesting question here from Costaman17 on Instagram. He said, would you like to see this made now as an animated movie with Kevin Smith and Tim Burton? Oh, that's interesting. I think you. Can, I think there's. I think
1: there's. Uh, you know what? DC's actually had a like a uh, like really good results with animated movies and shorts and stuff like that. So maybe I'm not sure how involved Tim well, Burton would th- this be. This is going to be my question.
0: I don't know if Kevin Smith and Tim Burton would work together because it seemed none. like I could see Kevin Smith. Yeah, pushing and it for seemed it. like they didn't have similar visions. In fact, we got into it at the end of the episode, but Tim Burton essentially had it rewritten and rewritten, and there's other drafts out there as well. Um, but what if you got Nick Cage, who, who has voiced Superman since in the uh, Teen Titans movie to come back and voice Superman in this Mm. animated movie. You can, you can make Superman look a bit like Nick Cage in the animation style, maybe get Kevin Smith to do it. I think it's a really good idea. It's certainly, it'll be be a cool way to satiate all these people that wish it happened.
1: I think that, I think that's awesome. I think, uh, mate, let's get it done. We've we've done half the (laughs) work for them.
0: (laughs) So, uh. We've got another one here from AC about uh, Superman lives it says, I don't get why they keep trying to make the death of Superman when there are much more contained stories. Yeah. See, that's an interesting
1: one. And I think it's because the death of Superman as a story was the thing that really brought people back to Superman. And mm. it really reinvigorated the whole notion of Superman again and got people really excited about him again. And I can see why that's a touch point to be like, okay, if this worked, this worked in the comic book world. So I see this working with movies, but I think I, I think you could expand that. I I think you can expand that out further. Of like, we just do contained stories. D- don't worry about the DC extended universe or whatever like that. Just do cool contained stories where you don't have to have everyone involved through yeah. other movies and stuff like that. Just choose simpler little stories, and I think that's a I think that's a great way to go. I think
0: th- I think there's there's two points with this. I think one is uh, I recently reread the death of Superman, probably about a year ago. In fact, I think mm. it was uh, when I was putting together this episode. Um, and it's not a very good comic. The <laughs> idea is great. The idea of the death of Superman is great, but the yeah. comic itself is really not that good. And it's very convoluted and it's very ham-fisted. And Superman really? actually, like, yeah, it. it I, honestly, I don't think it holds up beyond the initial idea being really exciting, like Doomsday versus Superman. Superman, yeah. The other thing is, I think that The Death of Superman is the Batman Year One of Superman stories in that it's the one that everyone wants to adapt. So they just keep trying to adapt just the same one every yeah. time. Again and again, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Because,
0: yeah. you know, we just had, uh, you know, uh, Batman Begins was a very loose adaption of Batman Year One. And now The Batman with Robert Pattinson. is the same thing. This is yeah. an adaption of Batman Year One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like there are other Batman comics, but this is one that everybody knows. It's like an entry-level Batman story. And they just keep wanting to adapt that, or they want to adapt the Dark Knight Returns, which is what Batman vs Superman yeah, did. Yeah, exactly. There are there are
1: other <laughs> no, there's Cambo, in there. no, there's there not, there are
0: other <laughs> Superman stories in there that you can adapt. So yeah, I, I totally agree to this. I, I don't think that they need to keep trying these two to three specific storylines that Hollywood is. Hey, Kavo, what
1: about writing a brand new Superman story?
0: I'm not against it. I'm certainly I know, not against I know.
1: it. Mind blown right there. But uh, no, we have to we have to base everything <laughs> on something else.
0: The uh, final question we have here is from Pat Adia on Instagram. They said, would this have been connected to the Burton Batman films?
1: I think Warner Brothers would have th- frothed at the opportunity.
0: Well, this is this is a point we semi-brought up in the episode because there's a Batman cameo. But at the time of production that this would have been, like uh, 97, 98... Uh, Burton had stepped away, and Joel Schumacher was making the Batman films. Yeah. So if it was connected, it would have been connected to the Schumacher films. And does Burton consider the Schumacher films connected to his? Well, that's true. No, he definitely doesn't. But
1: and when you (laughs) when you change Batman, when you change actors so frequently, like they did with Batman, it's it it then becomes a a moot point of which whoever Batman you get in your film, it could be any of the Batmen. Like it, it, they could have yeah. got any any <laughs> any of them. Like George Clooney could could rock up, but it, yeah. it has less impact. It has way less impact.
0: Okay, I'm glad now that that we know that people seem to have really enjoyed the Superman Lives episode because that's the first taste most people are getting to season two. So let let's all have a little bit of a yeah yeah yeah. People people yes, enjoyed yes. people enjoyed Superman Lives. But shall we now go from Metropolis all the way? to the far-off planet or I guess far-off satellite of Halo.
1: Now, a lot of a lot of great feedback about the Halo film, and I think a lot of the the ideas and a lot of the feedback that came through is people were just like, yeah, they should have just made this film <laughs> it, it, it would have been it would have been it would have been great it would have been fantastic yeah. it would have worked and
0: i, I it'd be remiss of us not to mention our uh, amazing voice cast for halo as well
1: so like it was so so lucky to have um to have hex and goose help us out yes. there um but I, I think i think what really works with the halo film is the fact that look it's this these cool big action set pieces um, people already sort of are familiar with the character, and it, like, yes, they were following sort of pretty closely with the first the first video game, but the story is already there. Everything, every, everything was there, and I think that's the most the most frustrating point of it. It's just like all it did, all it came down to was Microsoft arguing with like Fox and Universal, and that's really but because the fact that the fact of the matter is they had. They had sets done. They had a they had a full warthog built. They had props. They had every like everything was done. That's the most frustrating thing N- about it. Not that. just built, but
0: not just built, but built by wetter workshop. You couldn't think I know, of a better I production know. company to handle this. They adapt the unadaptable into physical form. That's what they do. It's yeah.
1: <laughs> Exactly, Gambo. And they they have Peter Jackson like supporting it. And to to be that that fallback on it's not just some lone guy's vision of things that never happened. So yeah, it's a, it's a, like a little frustration. Now, just just the only other thing with with Halo though is so Neil Neil Blomkoff, right have just recently he's been back in the news again uh, talking about his alien script. Yeah. Um. And he was saying about how Ridley Scott probably saw Chappie and was like, "This guy can't do aliens." <laughs> yeah. Because I did. I looked at it. it so I looked at it. So. And the timelines do match up. So the time. Yeah. So Ridley, Ridley expressed interest in Neil's sequel script in February of that year, and then March Chappie came out, and then by October uh-huh. the a- Aliens was cancelled.
0: Yeah, I think that there is the. There's always the um, director makes one bad movie. Josh Trank is a good example of this. We talked about great, that example, with, Cam, great uh, example with Star Wars, uh, and they make a bad movie, and everyone goes right off them. My only problem with that is while Ridley Scott has made some classics, and he certainly has, he's also <laughs> made some bad movies too. Yeah. And yeah. This, is the guy that made, this is the guy that made Robin Hood. <laughs> and Robin Hood is a movie I actually want to cover on this series at some point, uh, the script Nottingham, which uh, yeah. was a really unique uh, Robin Hood movie that was from the point of view of the Sheriff of Nottingham. And it was a really, really hot script. And there was a bidding war for it. Uh, Brad Pitt was trying to buy it. Leonardo DiCaprio was trying to buy it. And Ridley Scott won. He won the bidding war and said, wait, from the sheriff of Nottingham? No, 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 no. This is not how you do a Robin Hood movie. And he stripped away all of the unique things about it and turned it into the most generic Robin Hood movie in the world. I don't think he's anyone to be criticizing other people's lack of vision. I
1: had... I heard a rumor about that script as well that at one point like Robin Hood was both the sheriff and Robin Hood yeah. he was living a double life it's <laughs> well, so, yeah it sounds we're, we're going to have really to get
0: crazy. into it i think Eden. we're going to have to find the script and do it
1: so i think the thing with um with neil is have we had another director who's more known for the films he didn't make than the ones he did because realistically we've got alien we've got halo and now and Ro- robocop he was running yeah. a robocop reboot and that all uh-huh. failed I don't think there's, I can't the, think of another.
0: There's one other director I can think of who I think is at this point 50-50 for made and unmade, which is Guillermo del Toro.
1: Oh yes, good call. Cool. Yeah, he Mountains has made plenty of stuff, films:
0: yeah. Mountain of Madness, The Hobbits, mm, uh, yep. Hellboy Three. There's a bunch of Guillermo del Toro, uh, and Ridley Scott actually has quite a few under his belt as well. There's yes, his version true. of I Am Legend. There's Isobar, the, the futuristic movie that was set on the train. Maybe um, we should yeah, look there, at doing a, um,
1: a cancelled movie report: Mount Rushmore.
0: Oh, Val. (laughs) Neil. Guillermo. Guillermo, Ridley. (laughs) Now, right in, who's the fourth Fourth, face on the cancelled movie, (laughs) Mount Rushmore. (laughs) Um, We do have one last... one last uh email in here about uh, Halo from Padadia mm. uh, Padadia sorry uh, it says why is this amazing property so cursed with failures in the live action media yeah, it's mate it's just the curse of the video game movie that's it's that's what
1: it is it's mm. there's something that hangs over it just forever that you're just never going to get a good a really really good video game movie besides detective pikachu of course um that's probably the <laughs> that's of, of probably course the, the only really good.
0: is is that at this point is that the highest rated video game movie. I think
1: that's I think that's right. I think on this is going to really kill you, Cambo. But the um on on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, the highest rated video game movie of all time is The Angry Birds Movie 2 <laughs> with 73% <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes,
2: which is that's killer.
0: Okay, so as always, I put it out to the people of Instagram, would the Halo movie have been good or bad? People voted what do you think it came down to, good or bad? And how many, like what percentage?
1: Percentage. Okay. I'm going to think, um, I, I think a lot of people sort of, sort of did like it. So I'm going to say, but probably not as much as uh, Kevin Smith's uh, Superman, because I think more people know that. I'm going to say, I reckon they did like it. And I reckon mm. about 64%. Uh,
0: okay. So yes, it would have been good with, with what was voted, but this yep. may surprise you. Seventy-seven percent of people Ooh, thought this would have been good. Even it's more, got more That's percentage than Superman lives. Well, enough about Halo. Okay, I'm sick of Halo. What is this? No. 2005, Eden? Yeah. Get oh. out of here with your Halo.
1: You know what I want? I want something fresh and new. You know that that we haven't seen yeah. multiple film universes.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's get out of 2005. Go back to the 90s. Yeah. Let's <laughs> let's talk about James Cameron's Spider Man.
1: Spider Man, have have Spider Man, have we seen? When was the last Spider Man movie got made? <laughs> okay, oh.
0: <laughs> if we're talking Every about Spider Man, can can we talk about? Um, th- this is this is only relevant really like the week that we're recording this, I suppose. But oh, this um, is good. I, yeah, I, I want to let people know. A lot of people have sent us this. We we got a, we got a, quite a few messages about this. So I would say the infamous scene from this project. Is that of the spider themed sex scene with the hypnotic dancing That's what everyone's album, talking right? about
1: That's what everyone's
0: talking about And and they talk about the ritual of yep. like um, Male spiders Like spy- spider hypnosis dancing yep. and, and and all of that So, color us surprised when this week The trailer for the new Spider-Man No Way Home comes out <gasps> And this line of dialogue starts the trailer Oh, look at this, this is a good one some suggest that Parker's powers include the male spider's ability to hypnotize females. Stop! Come on. <laughs> yes, my spider
1: lord. Is that a Cambo? Is that a homage to us? <laughs>
0: yes, uh, that's all I can take I, it as. So I think it, I think it
1: might be. We I did see, have
0: insane. quite a few people send us this and say, "Do you think this is a reference to the James Cameron Spider-Man script?" Hundred percent. Hundred percent, Cambo. I have, I have I have a theory which is okay. oh. that oh I love cuz you are right it could you. it could be cuz I think that it's a, it's a somewhat infamous scene from the script but I also wonder if the screenwriter did exactly what James Cameron did back in 1993 or 04 whenever he, he wrote <laughs> the, the script <laughs> what, meant, type which D. is google <laughs> google spider mating rituals and go do you know but this this is fascinating they do it like a hypnotic thing should we add something in like whether it's or not it been was been. a weird parallel thought <laughs>
1: I, I, you reckon it's a reference. hundred percent because there's another shot in the trailer, and aren't they on top of the Brooklyn Bridge? Like it looks uh, like no, it, I think that's oh yeah, yeah. Sorry,
0: later in the trailer. Later in the trailer. It looks like yeah, they're on top I think, of the Brooklyn I think Bridge it as might as well. technically be the George Washington Bridge, but really it's neither here nor there. Uh, well, Capitol. we've got to wait, to see, got to, to, wait to-, to see the movie. We've got to wait
1: to see the movie. But I, I think I I I hundred percent think it's a little it's a little
0: nod to that. Someone needs to get James Cameron on on it onto it. And just ask him the question. So we did have a couple of people write in about this one. This one ended up being quite a popular uh, episode of ours. So mm. So we had uh, we had a couple of people write in. Uh so Costuman seventeen said, Out of ten, how much do you want the spider bondage scene? <laughs> 10 out of 10 Kevin. 10 out of 10,
1: ten out of 10. We, yeah. we need we need something like that. If it's, if we it's possible, we we'd
0: go to 11 out of 10.
1: <laughs> crank it all the way up to 11. Um, it would probably kick the Spider-Man rating up to a MA15+ Plus they would want that.
0: Uh, so we have another one here from Onyx Yola. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Uh, what would <laughs> uh, there's a theme to these questions. <laughs> Why would Spider-Man do a sex scene on top of the Brooklyn Bridge? Uh, it's a good question. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, it's a, well. Where else would you do a spider sex scene? Central Park? I don't think so. Yeah,
0: there, there is a, there is a thing, especially with the earlier movies, where they do need to cram in a few landmarks to really say this is New York. Grand baby. Central, gr- Grand Central Station. Yep, and I mean, don't forget, he's also in that script dangling off the uh, you know World Trade Centers.
1: Trade centers, yeah, so, that's right. You know, yeah, that's maybe, right.
0: Maybe maybe this is a way. This happens sometimes here in Australia because the government body runs our film uh, division. Is that the the more landmarks and tourism things you put in, the more money you get towards your film budget. Bit so maybe coin, James is yeah. thinking this, being like, I'm going to set a scene on top of the Brooklyn Bridge. What do you think about that? They say, Great. What kind of scene is it? He says, Don't worry about that. It'll be set on the Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> Or did
1: they say, um, look, James, could you make the Brooklyn Bridge a bit sexier? You know, just like uh, <laughs> as a landmark, we need to sex it up a little bit. And he goes,
0: say no more. I've got the perfect scene to set there.
2: <laughs>
0: okay. So the last question that we got through for James Cameron Spider-Man is actually from the How Did This Not Get Made podcast. Let's do a quick shout out to the How Did This Not Get Made podcast. Oh, yes. Uh, so Good on him. Think of it as kind of a companion podcast to this, I suppose. They also cover movie projects that never happened. Theirs is a little bit more kind of in-depth uh, about the history of the project. Yeah. And and they're, they're a little more in-depth and uh, a, more, a little bit more analysis as a little the bit stuff more- stuff in the of, background, yeah. Yeah, yeah. As a little yep. bit more theatrical, we do the, the scene recreations and stuff. But they've covered some of the same projects as we've covered. So if you ever listen to one of ours and go, I want to know more about it, you can hear them. Or if you hear one of theirs and- Think I want to know what that sounds like. Come to us, but yeah, yeah. Uh, go check. Go check out. How did this not get made? Anyway, they said in the script, JC writes that Peter Parker is from Maryland and not from New York City. Why?
1: Yeah, there there is absolutely no reason for them to do that. <laughs> Peter Parker is very famously from uh, Queens, New York City. <laughs> yeah, that, like that's that's his thing. Yeah. That's his, so I don't I don't know unless there was some contract negotiate. It sounds like something happening in the background that. Oh, no, 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 don't, don't, don't say he's from Queens. Say he's from Maryland. Yeah, that'll, that'll get yeah, us some more do, Maryland money.
0: Well, do you think that it, it's an effort to make Peter Parker more relatable? Because obviously, <laughs> like, less people are familiar with living in a big city like New York City. If you look at population by, you know, like en masse, yeah. more people are living in more suburban places suburban like areas, Maryland yeah. and stuff like that. Or is it just James Cameron doing what he did several times in the script and just changing things? Electro, I Carlton just, Strand now.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I just <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe it's just him just going, I'm just gonna make this the new mythos of Spider Man and everyone's gonna get on board. Yeah. And it's gonna become yeah. the friendly neighborhood
0: Spider Man from Maryland. So uh what I did for this one, I did something a little bit different. I didn't say would it have been good yes or no. Yeah. I said James Cameron's Spider Man would have been oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. dot dot dot. I'm going to run you through a couple of the responses okay. we got to that starting of a sentence. Oh, hit me, Kebo. In no particular order, cringy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. And we, we oh, all great. know the scene. We all know the scene. We <laughs> all know the scene in particular, yeah. Uh, this one says, interesting to say the least. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Everyone yeah, has yeah. the exact same opinion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the next one says, wild. And I'm sure those 90s special effects would have aged well. <laughs> uh, someone else said Someone else said wild uh, Someone else said fucking mental <laughs> And again The running thread through all of our Spider-Man Correspondence is It would have been purely just for the spider sex <laughs> <laughs> Good, on that note I think we should move on to our
1: next movie <laughs>
0: Yes, Great Hour Escape From Supermax Well, this this was one of your reports, and I think that a little behind the curtain, would you agree with this? This was one of the hardest ones to find an, an angle or an in for. Yeah,
1: it was it was it was it was pretty hard just because there wasn't a lot out there about it, and because it's not like Green Arrow isn't a like. A, a, outside of the the TV show there's it's never he's never had a film or anything like that so it's a little it's a little harder to scrape the service of yeah, the green yeah, arrow definitely. character
0: um and, and- it's one, it's one of those things where it didn't necessarily have a confirmed actor cuz we like to voice match when yeah. we can obviously but um, yeah there wasn't as much for it i think it was a bit earlier on in development so um, obviously we we uh, we we think that it came out okay in the end and it, uh, some people have written some quite nice things about how they think the film, like I think this is a pleasant surprise for some people, mm. this film. But, yeah, it's definitely the one I think that has the hardest time connecting.
1: Yeah, I think so. And I, I think you're right in terms of the, um, it's so much easier when you can have an actor in mind when, you, when you're when you listening to something and, and we can get a voice actor to sort of bring that to life. It is a bit harder when we just have, uh, it's just a nebulous sort of anyone. So that's why it's always good when you get a cancelled movie where they said, oh, this, this person was going to get cast.
0: Yeah. What, what do I always do Eden? I put it out to the people that listen and I want to know what they yeah thought.
1: you're gonna ask us whether they want to thought I, I I think I, I think the it wasn't as well known a piece uh-huh. and so I think it's going to I think it's going to be a a, a, a bow, bow I
0: yep. think we call it you think people thought, thought it would have been bad
1: <laughs> yeah I, I think people thought it would have been bad and I've and I think uh, uh, just over 50 percent would have thought it was bad so around 60 percent
0: mm-hmm Ye of little faith, Eden. Really, it was voted. Would it? It would have been good. Not only was it voted good, it was voted good eighty four percent. Are you kidding me? That's (laughs) our highest one. (laughs) That's our highest one so far. Eighty four percent. I did
1: not think people. And I wonder
0: if it's the lack of expectation that helps this movie. People have thought about James Cameron's Spider Man. People have thought about Nick Cage Superman for so long. That it does make sense that more people would be slightly disappointed. That's, than something that you've never thought of.
1: Maybe that's yeah. Maybe that's it because that is a that is some huge numbers there, Campo. That is absolutely <laughs> Wait, huge. pulling
0: pulling huge numbers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who would have thought? Give give this superhero a film. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we did have someone write into us. golden.vision is their is their username, mm-hmm. uh, and they said insider info, the script for. Green Arrow Escape from Supermax, was turned into the movie Lockout from 2012 with Guy Pearce and Maggie Grace. Mm. Now, here's the thing. We do, we do bring this up, but I, I just want to point out, I am aware of the movie Lockout, yes. but I have not seen the movie Lockout. Yes. So I want to make that, that caveat here because we did look we into did this. We did look into
1: it. Guy Pearce is... And-
0: yeah, yeah, we did look into this because I remember a news story from around about the time or a year or two afterwards. Uh, and I think you you know the same thing, Eden, which is it did copy a movie, but nice. not this movie.
1: It copied a little film by the name of Escape from New
0: York. The thing is, as I said, we, we haven't actually seen the movie Lockout. So maybe there are elements that we've seen this before where little bits from scripts get random. Little action
1: movies. bits pulled across and stuff like but that. Yeah, this movie yeah, was yeah,
0: legitimately sued for yep. plagiarizing Escape from New York um, and yes. technically Escape from LA as well and yeah. lost. Like, it was yeah, proven. In, in,
1: it, it, it was in a French court. It got <laughs> yeah, proven Yeah, because this is a yeah.
0: uh, Luc Besson movie, I believe, uh, Lockout. Yes. Um, yeah. It was proven. Co-financed. Yeah, French, yeah, and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. It was proven legally that this movie was plagiarizing Escape from New York, which if you just read the plot is very, very obvious. It's it's a criminal (laughs) that is let out of jail to go and save the president's daughter in this one, the president himself, uh, from something that's been taken over by criminals. Uh, That is the plot to Escape from New York. (laughs) (laughs) But let's go on to our first episode with in, in studio guests, oh, yes. which was our report on Batman versus Superman: Asylum.
1: Now that was a, that was a fun that was a, that that was a fun one to do, having someone else's opinion in there. I think that was a really fun episode because um, yeah. I'm just it's just you and me, and there's only so much you and me we can. I can take him. I
0: I, I want to say I think MVP of that episode was Danny. So Danny had read the script as well. And as it turns out, she remembers a lot more than old me. So every now and then we're doing a scene. She goes, yeah, but what about this specific moment? I was like, oh, I completely forgot about that. Thank you, Danny.
1: It's so good, and look, it was like it was, it was, it was a really fun episode to do. I thought the voice cast in that episode was really good as well. I thought every everyone brought a lot to the table there, um, and it was it was fun. It, it, it was fun as well because it, when you get when you get um, when we do reports like that with a lot of sort of really well known characters, it's really cool to see sort of what the voice cast can bring out of them, and they're all really distinct. It's really good.
0: Here's something. Uh, so Batman vs Superman: Asylum the script had some very specific things that were, are unique to that script. Mm. Um, and color me surprised, I was watching the television series Titans. Yeah. Oh, right? here we go. It just premiered. It's, it's third, third season, season just the came out. of yep. recording. Yep. Third season just came out. Here's the thing about Titans is the creator and showrunner of Titans is Akiva Goldsman, the guy who came on to rewrite Batman vs <gasps> Superman Asylum. And I'm watching Titans season three and here, here's, here's the situation with Titan season three. The Joker's <gasps> dead. Alfred's <gasps> dead. Commissioner Gordon's dead. The big three. <laughs> the big three. Just like in the Batman vs Superman script, Barbara Gordon has are taken over from her yeah. father as commissioner of the police. And all those three are dead, just like they are in the Batman vs Superman script. Wow. He's was taking it. He's, he's taking taken it from for himself. himself.
1: I, think, I think legally you're allowed <laughs> to do that, Gemma. I think you are. Um, that he, how much does he hate those characters? If in all versions of his world, he I kills know. them a lot.
0: I just I love to think that he's watching a Batman movie in cinema and Alfred pops up and he goes, oh, God damn it, he's alive. <sighs> <sighs> oh, I want to kill him so, so bad. Angry. <laughs> I'm it's waiting. Just- the, the season's still going at the moment. I'm waiting for holographic Alfred. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> Maybe that's where it's going,
1: and possibly, possibly. I'd Maybe love he'll it. just li- love it. live on. Yeah, in in someone's uh, in someone's as an AI. Yeah. yeah, I think that could be good. Having pop up. Yeah,
0: we know what we think of the film. We really enjoy the film, but again, like I did with Spider Man, I put it at the people of Instagram. I said, "Batman vs Superman: Asylum" would have been. Here are some of the responses we got. Uh, So the first one says, a great film, in my opinion. Oh,
1: mate. Well, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, (laughs) Kevin. Well, here's the thing.
0: (laughs) I don't know if it would have been a great film, but I think it would have been a better film than what we eventually got.
1: I think it would have been a
0: film. (laughs) I think as a film, it obviously has its weird plots that don't uh, wrap up, Uh, like the cloning of the Joker and things like this. But it is a simpler, more unified vision. Than the the muddled Batman versus Superman that we eventually got. I'll, we got I'll, yeah. I'll give it that. Uh, someone else said, "Shit." <laughs> <laughs> oh mate. <laughs> someone else said it would have been terrible. Oh. And then uh, finally, this is the one I think best sums it up. Someone said, "A product of its time." Yeah,
1: that's actually really good. Yeah, I, yeah, I completely agree. With overall, yeah, uh, overall, there seems to be a few more negative,
0: yeah, negative
1: yep. connotations with that one.
0: Those, th- we, we do have a few more that came in the next day, said great and gritty, in my opinion. Uh, oh, okay. Another one said uh, weird, not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is pretty weird. There is fingernail-based mind control. Let's not forget. Uh, oh, yes, I totally forgot that, in the back of the neck. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. And then the last one says super dark with a dash of awkwardly uh, of awkward fun put in. So just like Justice League 2017. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously... Not a favorable comparison. <laughs> no,
1: no, not at all. Not at all. No.
0: Here's one that people were more, uh, I would say, uniform about. Should we get into the last film we covered this season? Star Wars, oh, Episode oh, 9. Last and my favorite one, yes. Jewel of the Fates.
1: For me personally, I think that particular one, I managed to work through a lot of issues that are. I managed to work through a lot of issues I had with Rise of Skywalker by doing Duel of the Fates, and by actually working through it. And I think I, I let a lot of I let go of a lot of my frustrations at Rise of Skywalker after doing Duel of the Fates.
0: What this was, think of it this way: this episode from us was a big, time-consuming, expensive therapy session for everyone. I think so. To really process the Rise of Skywalker.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's it's it sort of I, I sort of stopped. After doing that, I sort of stopped just like feeling bad and cheated. Rise of Skywalker, like oh, I can't believe. Oh, this film's really bad. I just felt like, oh yeah, Jewel of Fates. It was really cool and it was a really fun experience to go through yeah. and be like, this would have been a cooler film. But I'm 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 less bitter about it now, which I think is
0: good. Yeah, here's something really interesting about Jewel of Fates that came in. It actually came in from one of our voice actors. This came in from Gabby, mm-hmm. who voiced uh, Princess Leia in the Star Wars oh, yeah. episodes, uh, and I really wanted to share it because I think it's really interesting. Uh, So Gabby said, a bit of my own nerding out uh, to share if you'll indulge me, but I loved how Jewel of the Fates script ended with Ben telling Ray at the end of his life that her last name was Solana. It instantly made me think of name etymology and how Ben was a solo and Solana basically is a feminine form of solo. I could be wrong, but I think I recall that in Latin words and names, forms, that ana." is the feminine of some words. It just thought it was cool that Ben and Ray duality team was going to be named Solo Solana. It seemed like a fitting uh, you know, little detail. Maybe I'm grasping at straws, but it felt purposeful to me.
1: Wow, dude, that's awesome. I love that. It's I good, right? That is, is bringing to, because I, I, I just, that just brings so much more to that because I remember remember when we did that bit and like giving her that name and you're just like, oh, okay it didn't seem like it had any more gravitas. It just, I, I thought it was more a case of like, she wasn't this other person. She was herself and she can be her own thing. But even that part of it is sort of interesting. If he's almost like you're part of my family now and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Cool. The, the
0: duality of them really works. Look, maybe we're idiots and everyone else work that out. But I think that <laughs> Gabby, I think that Gabby's operating on a whole different level to everyone else.
1: That's good, I, mate. That's good. That's real good. I like that. I really <laughs> like that. I think that's fantastic. I think that's and big shout out again. Can we big shout out again to our voice actors for *Jewel of Fates*? Like, uh that like Kylo Ren and and, and Ray and everyone like that. Like the voice, it's just spot on. Just so good.
0: So obviously, we know how we thought of it, but I put it to the people, and I said, put it to the people. Would *Jewel of Fates* been any good? Yes or no.
1: I think, Cambo, that it would have been bloody good. And I think that's what our listeners would have said as well. What I'm thinking what it would margin- be so good. I think I'm I'm okay, if if Green Arrow was in the eighties, I'm thinking this is in the nineties. Okay. I think at ninety one percent.
0: You are correct. It would have been good, according to our listeners. Yes. Eighty four percent. Oh that is equal. That is equal to Green Arrow. I love it. Love it. Each, each of these votes got a couple hundred people voting on them. Uh, but I will, give, I will give Jewel of the Fates this on a technicality. More people technically voted on the Jewel of it the Fates up. than they voted on Green Arrow. So f- just for that technicality, I'm going to say the Jewel of the Fates edges out Green Arrow just slightly.
1: Cool. Well, well, done. well do done. done. Well done. Well done. Well done. Here's the thing. Fantastic. Why, Fantastic. why
0: we're in a congratulatory mood, Eden? <gasps> we wanted to have a bit of fun. So it's time for the first annual Cancelled Movie Report Awards.
1: Welcome to the first ever Cancelled Movie Report Awards. We wanted to shine a light on all those wonderful people and moments that have helped make this show so special.
0: So we threw it out to you, the listeners, to vote on your favourite things from this season. And these are the things that you have chosen it's a magical night, Eden. Here at the uh, at the special cancelled movie awards. Uh, you can hear you can hear all, all the nominees, they're nervous in their categories. They they want to win this prestigious award. And
1: people um, people at home didn't even have to buy um, the uh, new idea in Women's Weekly to fill out the uh, Logie winner forms. No, you just had to go online and you just entered. Just,
0: it's amazing. Just go online. It was a Google form. We didn't go too fancy with it. In fact, it wasn't even unhackable. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so are you saying there could be some Russian
1: influence on this uh, award ceremony?
0: I'm saying we haven't looked into it. Is, is what I'm, I'm saying. saying? Every category is winning by uh, <laughs> Vladimir Putin again. Yes. So we've got a couple of categories that people voted on, and we've got some awards to give out. The first one here is the most popular moment of the season. This is the moment of the season. doesn't have to be a whole movie, just something in particular that happened during one of the reports that people liked. There was plenty to choose from. One that stands out for me is the classic, I forgot the morphine line
1: from Halo. Absolutely. Another great one is in uh, Jewel of Fates. The, uh, oh no, I've, I've lost the, the Star, Star Wars. Wars.
0: <laughs> yeah, there, there were, there were, there were, there's fingernail mind control. There's all kinds of stuff. But Eden, do you want to reveal... What has won the most popular moment of the series?
1: And the winner, voted by you, the listener, the most popular moment this season was the Brooklyn Bridge sex scene from James Cameron's Spider-Man.
0: And accepting this award is the voice of Mary Jane from this scene, Louise Cox. Wow, I just wanna say thank you so much to all of my fans for this award. Um, It was just like, such really easy dialogue to
1: uh record i didn't feel awkward about it at all um and yeah just this really means so much thank you
0: oh well done louise well done to everyone involved that's
1: so gracious
0: in the brooklyn bridge spider themed bondage sex scene and let us just say from all of us at cancelled movie report we're so sorry we made you do that
1: We, yeah, we do like to apologise uh, No, no actress should ever be put in that position.
0: No, no. Uh, I do want to point out, though, so this was voted on. This won by only a few percent because it just beat out I forgot oh. the morphine from Halo. Oh, it did. Oh. It did. By just God, a matter of about four, four, three, four percent this spider Amazing. sex scene just happened to win. There
1: were so many there were so many good moments. So many good moments this season, Cambo.
0: Well, what are these iconic scenes if not for our voice actors? And that's what we want to highlight exactly. for our next two exactly. awards. The next award is the most popular supporting voice performance. Again, it's a tough category. There's plenty Ooh. to choose from with uh with a category like this.
1: I really identify with supporting uh, artists because they may not have the biggest role. They may not be in every scene, but those scenes that they do get, God, they give it their all. They really give it something.
0: Exactly. We, we had Pied Piper, for example, from the Green Arrow script. He is the man that was communicating via the medium of Ant in that medium one scene.
1: Of <laughs> What about Guilty Spark from Halo? You know, it's really hard to do that robotic voice. It's very it hard. Is.
0: And also uh, underrated because he explains a lot of the plot. <laughs> which is yeah, which is yeah. often what you'll find with the supporting characters. They need to be entertaining, but they tend to explain a lot of what's happening as well. Yeah. And our
1: Poe po Dameron was another one Dameron, comes to mind.
0: D- the Joker had many, many monologues in Batman vs. Yes. Superman <laughs> Asylum. But put us put us out of our misery. Who has won okay. the most popular okay. supporting voice performance? And the winner
1: of most popular supporting voice As voted by you, the fans, goes to...
0: Brainiac from Superman Lives. And accepting the award is the voice of Brainiac, Tim Banfield. Oh,
2: oh, thank you so much. I deeply do appreciate this seriously long overdue award that no one in the
0: world would doubt that I've earned fair and square. I mean, me and my manager did do about $500,000 campaigning and lobbying for this prestigious award, but I digress. It was a pleasure to don such an iconic role and kick the shit out of Superman. How many people get to say that they did that? Well done, Tim. Well done. And accepting <laughs> oh it in God. character. That's how dedicated Tim uh, was to the voice. He accepted it in character.
1: I, 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 I'm study- I have never seen Tim and Christopher Walken in the same room at the same time. That's all I'm
0: saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so we had supporting voice performance in Brainiac. Obviously, he, he stole the show in, in Superman. Oh, mate. But what about our lead actors? There was plenty of great lead performances in this season. Some real standouts oh, in particular. Oh, mate! I, I I I look
1: at our some of our um, our big voices from uh, Jewel of the Fates it was yeah. really great. I mean, I mean Ray and Kylo Ren were just spot on, like absolutely yeah. spot on. Um, our guest voices uh, Hex and Goose, um, yeah. Steph and uh, and Angus as our Master Chief and um uh, Cortana combo was great. They were absolutely fantastic.
0: Who has won the most popular lead voice performance?
1: Well, the winner, as voted by you, the fans at home, this season goes to... Superman from Superman Lives!
0: And accepting this award is the voice of Superman, Nicholas Andrew Louie. Oh, wow. (sighs) What an honour. Uh... I never expected this. Uh, Wow, it's so heavy. Uh, Thanks so much for the votes and liking my portrayal of an actor's possible portrayal of a character that almost played. Wacky stuff. Uh, Nick Cage is one of my favorite actors of all time, so
2: this was super fun to do. Uh, And an interesting challenge. Very interesting. Uh, Much love to the fellas at Canceled Movie Report. Great show and deserves the
0: high praise, high praise. It's been getting. <laughs> that was lame. <laughs> uh, y'all have a great day, and let's ride. Well done, Nicholas. Oh, well done. So an good. interesting,
2: so an good. interesting
0: point he pointed out is he's playing a character playing a character. Okay. <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah. that's that's so many <laughs> layers deep. He's not only has to play Superman, but he has to play Nicholas Cage playing Superman.
1: Thanks, Superman. Yeah, this is uh, this is inception levels sort of inside a dream, inside a dream sort of stuff. It's fantastic. But and we've got have we got one more category?
0: We do. And this one's vanity because it's all about the best report, which is on our scene. Yeah,
1: that <laughs> sounds it's out. some
0: might some might say we've we've concocted this whole award ceremony to give an award to ourselves. I say that's pretty much what the Oscars is anyway. Exactly. <laughs> so this, so this, this what, last, we, got? what we got? Yeah, this last category is for favorite report. And this is which of the six movies that we've covered this season was people's favorite movie. Obviously, every movie from the season eligible for this. You had Superman Lives, uh, Halo, James Cameron, Spider-Man, Green Arrow, Escape from Supermax, Batman vs. Superman Asylum, and Jewel of the Fates. We threw it over to you to find out which was your favorite report of the year. Without any further ado, Cambo,
1: it's time for the winner of the best report... The season two of Cancer Behavior Report, voted by you, the fans at home, the one that you guys like the
0: most was Jewel of the Fates. Yeah. Jewel of the Fates. Now, this, this one makes me happy because uh, it was the one that took us the longest to put together. So for a while there, the, the voting... Um, this this did win but it didn't win by a huge margin and for a while there this wasn't winning and part of me was like oh man the one that we spent all that extra time with isn't even gonna win but in 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 just the last two days it it just broke ahead of of all the other nominees to win it by i think pleasingly i think it's 33 percent so almost one third of people now voted as this as their favorite report of the season
1: and it, look, it, it was my favourite as well. It was so much fun to put together. It's a passion project. We both love Star Wars, so to do something like that was uh, was awesome. Um, and we can't thank the fans enough for, uh, for voting and uh, <laughs> giving us this amazing award.
0: <laughs> so here's the thing. Uh, we want to wrap up talking about uh, the future, but also we want to just know generally yes. what people wanted to know about the show. So we're going to end with just a couple of questions that came in from the listeners.
1: Yes, so Chris Klein um, sent us in. He said, hey, guys, looking back on the season, which of the movies are you most surprised was not made? Love the show. Can't wait for next season. So which ones are the ones you surprised do weren't made? So, uh, Cambo, did you have one that you, you were surprised never got made?
0: Honestly, I think the one that surprises me the most is it's either Superman Lives because there was so much mm. done for it, like it was so – close to being done i would say the only thing we've ever reported on this been closer was justice league mortal which was days away from filming when that got cancelled
1: yeah well that yeah they're they in uh, sydney
0: yeah but superman lives it had uh, a bunch of casts locked in it had costumes designed it had models made that was nearing production so that one really surprises me that it didn't go ahead
1: for me. I'd have to say Halo. I feel like Neil. They had it all there. The script. Everything. Everything made sense. It was that they was already build props. They had their warthog. Pre, Peter Jackson was backing it. Peter Jackson had complete faith in the process, um, and it was right there. And if if not for just some some background back and forth with some of the studios, it 100 would have been made. And I think. And I'm g- really glad it's found life as a TV series because it was, it was pretty much done anyway.
0: Yeah. So we actually had an audio clip sent in to us uh, from Adrian. Ooh.
2: Hello, Eden and Cambo and all you wonderful people at Cancelled Movie Report. This is Adrian Dieleman here. I'm from Ontario, Canada. Uh, you might know me as the Halo guy, as I suggested the Halo movie is an episode this season. And I just want to begin by saying congratulations on a wonderful second season. It's been a great ride through and through. And my question to you today is, uh, which cancelled movie that you've covered on the show, or maybe haven't covered yet, that keeps you the most awake at night? So which potential modern classic do you think we were robbed of? Even though I suggested the Halo movie... We all know that the track record for video game movies isn't that great, so maybe we potentially dodged a bullet there. Uh, For me, I am kept awake at night mostly by Verhoeven's crusade, as I'm a big Paul Verhoeven fan. I love Robocop, Starship Troopers, Total Recall, even his Dutch-made films like Black Book. And looking on Crusade, I think there's no way that a shot of Arnie sticking his head out of the backside of a donkey wouldn't be memed like hell in this day and age of the internet. So, which cancelled movie keeps you the most awake at night? And I'll end off by saying by saying that um, best of luck with season 3. I'm really looking forward to it and I wish you guys all the best. Take care.
0: Uh, thank you, Adrian. <laughs> Uh, it's awesome, a good man. question. Thank I've actually so paired much. it. We got a very similar one from Zach Robertson on Instagram as well. That said, with this season complete, if you had to pick one script to revive, what would it be? I think these are similar kind of questions. What keeps you awake, and what mm. what would you have actually revived if you could? Uh, what script do you think? What keeps you awake at night, thinking about what could have been? Well, I actually, I'm I'm very similar to
1: Adrian. I, I think Crusade in that time. Would have been one of the perfect because I'm such a huge like Total Recall fan and everything. I just feel like it was the next evolution of of that. I think it would have been so amazing and Prime Arnie, absolutely Prime Arnie back then. It would have been so good. This
0: is my hope for um, Im- immortality on the internet. I hope, which is that I think that there are things that people do know about the production of crusade uh, even before we report on it. Some of the big things like, you know, obviously Arnie being the lead and these massive battles and, and some of the, here's what I think that we've contributed to people's knowledge of crusade. And I'm very proud of it. I like to think that prior to our show, not that many people were aware of the scene in which Arnold flexes his way out of the carcass because, of a donkey.
1: Yeah, of a dead donkey. <laughs> and, and do you know what? I've never, ever heard anyone mention that on the internet or anywhere no. until we stumbled across it. So
0: hopefully that lives on. Th- these are the little nuggets of information I hope our our show puts out there. Everyone knows the big stuff. It's the little <laughs> stuff that people might not know about that, that we're proud of. Yeah.
1: Ah uh, yeah, let's have a look. Uh, Thomas McCoy, all the way from Scotland. It's great to hear some international. These international listeners, Cambo, reaching far and wide. I love it. Um, Thomas says, uh, "Which cancer movie report has been your favourite to cover?" Keep up the fantastic work, guys, and cannot wait for season three. So, which has been our favourite, Cambo? What's, I think what, I think
0: we both agree on this, and in fact, we talked about it just earlier. But I think it's Star Wars, being mm. such Star Wars fans ourselves. And the yes. the thing about Star Wars, what made it so fun to cover is. Like, obviously, we can get voice matches for a lot of famous actors and whatnot, but Star Wars has a very certain style to it. And, yeah. for instance, um, Superman Lives didn't exist, so we didn't need to mimic the style. We needed to create it. But it was really fun to dial in on what makes something seem Star Warsy. And that was a really interesting challenge because it's so established and we needed to try and mimic it as accurately as possible. And I think because of that, because there are probably more restraints on that one, it actually made it more fun to try and achieve.
1: Because, you know, there's that thing and the script is written that way as well. So it, it helps when it, it does feel that way. But things like in Star Wars films, there's always some like good little bits of dialogue during fight scenes, like battle scenes yeah. and things like that. Like they're little fun back and forth. And that. And so when you're suddenly doing those scenes, you recognize those th- things that they feel very Star Wars-y. Like they're in the ship yeah. and they sort of qu- quip back and forth while all this other crazy stuff's happening. So doing all that was really, really fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we have one last one here from Jack Thomas from Texas in the USA. Uh, he says, what's a movie that you guys wish had a cancelled movie-worthy script? And I thought this is a really great one to lead into where we want to go with the series and also bring up a couple of things because we we do get a lot of requests through to the show. People send us emails. People fill out our form. People uh, send us messages. on. I get all harassed of- on the street, Cambo. <laughs> There are a bunch of projects out there um, that don't have enough information to do one of our episodes on yet because we very specifically need a script. Um, what we can do yeah is we take the script and recreate whole moments of it. So there are many films that people suggest to us um, off the top of my head the probably the most common one is Sam Raimi's Spider-Man four. We would love. Mm. Love to cover Spider-Man 4, but there isn't a fully leaked script for it. There's a couple of storyboards. There's an animatic here or there. There's a vague outline that's a couple hundred words long, but there isn't enough for that project yet to do what we tend to do on the show. Yeah, and for
1: me, another one that I would absolutely love to do would be Neil Blankoff's Alien 5 script. Like that to me, absolutely is this one uh, is this? I've heard so much about it, and and it, it, we've looked so much at his films and everything like that. And to me, that would be uh, I would absolutely love to do a cancer movie yeah. report report on that. But yeah, unfortunately, that, that, that's
0: probably that's probably top of our wish list. Yeah, is and because a lot of stuff is leaking from that as well. Like there's mm. a lot of uh, storyboards, images, yeah, and, and concept arts. But they have, at least to our knowledge, have not leaked. The entire script for it, which is that last little bit that we need. Another one that does come up a lot. So, just um,
1: so just, um, we just want to put a shout out to any leakers out there. If you can any get leakers. those scripts to us,
0: any, or you know what, get us in contact with Neil. We can strike up a deal yeah, with Neil. Yeah. If you're, if you don't want to be the middleman, that's fine. We will do the dirty work. That's fine. And we will, we will make the script if we get it. Absolutely, oh, we'll make mate. the script. If you can
1: get it to us, if you can get it to us, if if you get it. If it, well, I was trying to say, if you build it, we will come. But that's, uh, that's a slight <laughs>
0: difference. But hopefully if we build it, you will come to the show. Yeah, good. <laughs> good. The other one I just want to mention is a lot of people say Dune, right? The, the big famous Cancel yes. Dune project. Um, we would love to cover it. Honestly, we would. Oh, be and sick. there is technically a script out there for it. However, Bus, this is a yeah. very rare thing. Uh, so I we've we've been tracking this project kind of on and off. Last I heard about the script, one, it's a tome. It's absolutely massive. So I think that that might be our first five parter. <laughs> um, uh, the the last I heard of the script is that it sold at auction for one hundred and thirty thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there are some barriers to entry with June.
1: Any benefactors out there that want to donate? <laughs> that want to donate? We'll do it. We'll absolutely do it. <laughs> we'll do it. We will 100% do it, mate. No no questions asked. We will do it. if uh, We just need a uh, little bit of scratch to uh, start yeah. bidding on some of these unmade yeah. scripts at auctions.
0: Other thing is there is a very, very good documentary about that movie. So if you are really wanting to find out about it, uh, you can obviously watch the documentary as well. It doesn't have the scene recreations yeah. like we do, but it's better than nothing and it's been produced for quite a time, so you can always watch that. That being said... There are a bunch of movies that we do want to cover for season mm. three. Uh, in fact, if you go to the show notes of this episode, you're going to find a form and they contain the ones that are most requested for season three, and you can vote on what you want us to cover. And if there's a movie you want us to cover that's not on there, you can also leave in there another project do you think. Because a lot of cover. this stuff,
1: a lot of this stuff, we listen to our listeners. Like, if you guys really want something made, then we will hundred percent get yep. on board and do it. Because um, yes. we, we we love we love cancelled movies and we love researching them and going into it. So if there's things that we haven't heard of, uh, most of the time we're going to have an absolutely amazing time researching and doing it anyway. So yeah, just send in as much information as you can.
0: As long as there's a script leaked, we can do it. Um, that that's all we need to go on. We we can start creating the rest. Um, the only one that I want to point out. And we're happy to do it. And it's been requested a lot. And it's Stanley Kubrick's Napoleon. Uh,
1: Yes, I have seen that Um, come through. That is
0: one of our most requested movies. Here's the thing. We're happy to do it. But we just want to let everybody know that (laughs) this show, I think, operates on this level of being able to listen to these movies, but also pointing out some really insane shit that's happening and some goofy stuff in the script and having a bit of a laugh at it as well. Uh, Stanley Kubrick's Napoleon uh, again, we can do it, but it is a quite a straight-laced historical drama. And mm. it, it just it might be a slightly <laughs> different kind of an episode if we cover it because there won't be so much giggling about things I don't think because it is pretty yeah, straight-laced just a, historical it'll just drama. Be a good, it'll just be a good historical <laughs> yeah. drama. Yeah, like, there's a couple of great yeah. aspects, which I think will make for really interesting scene recreations, but I just want to call that out before we get flooded with requests for it. Again, happy to do it. It's a really happy interesting project. Yeah. But just know that it might be a slightly different style of cancelled movie report if we cover it because we need to do it the right way. Every project needs to be done in the right way. But make sure if you have a project you want us to cover, vote on it down below. But you know what, That is the end of season two. It's all wrapped up.
1: Oh my God, Cambo. It's here. It's finished. It's done. It's serious,
0: serious, serious. That's it. Series three in the books. On a serious note, can I say a big thank you to every single person that helped out with the show? Obviously, it's not just us. We get a whole bunch of people in to help us do voice work or or give up their time in some way to help us make this. But also, thank you to everyone that jumped on board this season. We did actually honestly see a bit of an uptick in listeners this season. And the support that we get and all the nice comments that we get, they're not lost on us, honestly. It means so much to us that you guys actually enjoy the show. And the best thing you could possibly do for us is share it with your friends. If you enjoy the show, share it with your friends, and get the word out because we want to keep creating this until there's no more projects to cover, essentially.
1: That's the dream, isn't it, Cambo? To have this
0: entire back catalogue
1: of every single (laughs) cancelled movie ever. And I want to get to the stage where we're waiting for films to get cancelled so we can quickly do them.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes. When we see a a, a production on shaky legs in the future, we're we're like, oh, yes. Good, good look we will be back for season three we already have ideas in there um it, it hopefully won't take quite as long as season between season one and two um you know the covid pandemic did yeah. kind of delay season yeah. two a little bit we think we've come up with new ways of working to make it a little bit quicker for you um and also to be completely frank with you we do need to save up a bit of money this this podcast does actually cost us a little <laughs> bit of money to produce we would like to make sure we pay everyone for their time and it's completely independent so we will be back for season three, but in the meantime, the best thing you can do is get people listening to the show and vote on what you want us to, to listen, uh, what yeah. you want us to reproduce, and we'll do it for you because we love doing this show, honestly. But thank you yeah. so much tell for your, your time. Friends. Tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your dad, tell, tell your brother.
1: Like and subscribe, all of that.
0: <laughs> like it all, all that, all that. Uh, leave a review, <laughs> all that stuff. But thank you guys <laughs> so much for listening. We'll be back soon. Eden, it's been a pleasure. Season two,
1: right back at you,
0: Mr. Cambo